0: Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby the Keg podcast episode Episode. 497. We are going to talk about the fifth annual, the Bucks Get No Respect uh, from the national media, an annual podcast that Mitch and I have to do. And it's going to probably get a little spicy. Um, So buckle in, strap in, get ready. Talk about annoyances in March Madness. I'm sure talk a little bit about Marquette Wisconsin. When we do that, and then we'll reset the Rogers topic as he's talked a little more. We're getting closer and closer to kind of the deadline. Uh, it'll be a great show. Mitch, what's up, dude? How you doing? I, mean, I feel like this has been so long since we've done a show.
1: Yeah, took a took a mental health week last week uh, with the All-Star break. and It probably was one of those where the week before we did in like an early in the week one, and now right. we're doing one. So it probably has been, you know, it's been at least two weeks, probably. So right, yeah. Uh, always, always look forward to getting back on the, uh, on the horse with you. And uh, yeah, you know, it's another great day. It's we're in yep. March now, so yeah, it's Friday. It's like I, I've, I've, I, ha- I do have like official month power rankings in my. I don't have them written down, but it's in my head. And March is probably second.
0: Yeah, uh, March second is... or
1: third of my favorite months of the year.
0: March is incredible. Um, you know, sometimes you get some good weather, you have March Madness, you have the NBA really starting to cook, you have baseball getting going. Um, you know, it's, it's all there. It's all NFL free agency too. Like it's like, it's not as big as those other things, but it still provides you entertainment. It provides you things to like keep paying attention to and listening to. So yeah, man, I agree. I love March.
1: Yeah. I mean, NFL free agency is if you're a pinhead, I mean, it's, it's, it's in your, <laughs> yeah. it's in your, it's probably more of the forefront, but no, um,
0: yeah, but it's you still got to pay attention to it, right? Like you can't, you can't. I know, but no, but what I'm not blaming you. I'm saying that
1: there are thousands, if not millions of people out there, Charlie, that could, that would, that would, that are on pins and needles with Aaron Rodgers, And, um, you know, whereas I think, you and I are just kind of like whatever happens, happens. I don't really give a fuck, but of course I still we have to talk about it. So we'll do yeah, that later. Right. Stay tuned. And,
0: and so well, I'll ask you this before we get, get moving to the box. You know, I said, Rogers was the most important thing about the month of March. Like I did this March importance rankings. We did it for February where I just look at everything that's in the month. And I said, the Rogers decision is the most important thing, you know, more so than March madness, more so than some of the box stuff. Like, it's just, I, I looked at that and I was like, that's the most important thing. Do you agree with that or do you disagree with that?
1: Um, It's very important, I suppose. I mean, it affects affects a lot of people, unfortunately. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I hate to say it's just sports, but my goodness. I mean, you know, the way Rodgers is covered, it's, you know, I mean, and it's all people care about. And mm-hmm. you know it affects Packer fans, of which there are many, and it affects you know the Packers organization. It, 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 it's it, it's, it it's affects, an inflection point in the in the organization.
0: So and it affects TV. Like I mean, if Rogers is going to be playing on the Raiders, let's say Raiders and Chiefs is going to be your Thursday night game to start the NFL season, no question about it, guaranteed. And it'll all that changes that dynamic too. Like that's a smaller fact, but yeah, we'll certainly talk more about Rogers. What about the get... what, about if, what about the Carolina Panthers swooping? Ah, yeah, and we'll we'll talk. Let's talk about that later, and we'll uh, we'll really get into it. Uh, we're we're disrespecting the Bucks on our own by uh, even starting starting with Rogers. Uh, yes, the, the Milwaukee Bucks ha- are in an interesting spot. It's a big weekend for them. They go. They have Philadelphia at home. It's the first game against the Sixers since. Laddergate. Uh, you may remember uh, Giannis pushing the ladder, caught some flack from everybody. It was a whole ordeal. um But onto the Kumbo, is that we'll have revenge on his mind for that game. Bucks also lost against Sixers. They're not like the old Bucks, where if they lost to a team the next night, they would absolutely mollywop them. But I guarantee you, the, the Bucks are seeing red. The, no one's playing better basketball than the Bucks. Now, some. Some are saying the 16-game win streak isn't as good as maybe it could be because they haven't beat that many good teams, which is a little bit garbage in my opinion. I think it's hard to win six, 16 games. People are barely talking about the Bucks. They'd rather talk about the Lakers. Like when the Lakers got on a three-game win streak, you would think the Lakers had won 10 straight. Uh, they want to talk about Boston. ESPN spent a whole fucking day in Boston uh, for reasons I don't think any of us yeah, really I didn't, know. I don't.
1: know. I, I heard that, and – I didn't see any of the coverage, but I was like, "What the fuck is Celtics all I, like? What does that mean?" Celt- and... celtic
0: yeah, Celtics, Cavs. Like it wasn't like they were launching like ESPN Boston or any any shit like that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, the, but they was it like just NBA Today was all yeah Celtics? NBA
0: Today yeah it was all all I think there was a Tatum interview in there from Malik Andrews like it was yeah there was just all sorts of stuff and. It goes back to what we've called as almost an annual thing, and you texted me it this morning. It's like the annual nobody respects the Bucks, and here we are yet again, the Giannis mm-hmm. Jokic debate raging on, and really, it's driven a lot from Bucks fans being pissed off that Jokic is being not held to the same standard as Antetokounmpo, and they're like, "Well, the efficiency, the stats, you know, is warp, is war, whatever bullshit." Like people want to pretend that you know that stuff like you, you can use that like you can in other sports and it's just not true. And so, yeah, it's it's, it's a really interesting time because the Bucs are as hot as they can be. There is, there is a lot of good momentum moving, but it, there still is that level of disrespect that's there. And it probably shouldn't be for a team that's already won a championship. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I think that first, like, I think people – do respect the Bucs. I just think it's more like they're just ignored. I mean, yeah, they and because I get it. There's no, there's no drama. There's no, you know, they're they're quote unquote supposed to win all these games. And I mean, I guess, but to me, it's just funny to sit here, you know, on March third, and um, the Knicks have won seven straight, and it's like, you know, we have to have an emergency guest on a podcast. Uh, you know like a, a la bill simmons right and um then i hear and, and that just made me laugh because it's like it, well we're, fr- to, we're freaking out and it's like
0: geez how, how many games do the bucks need to win in a row before we get a, a bucks deep dive to, to cut in real quick on that he uh hawani is a ufc guy there's a big ufc event this saturday and i think hawani's on today's pod to talk about that yeah. and then he also is a next fan so he's like oh let me pick your brain on the knicks
1: yeah. No, I get it. I mean, of course there's but, a little, I, little synergy there. But I, but, but, uh, but I
0: hear, but I hear what you're saying Can continue. I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. The Knicks were on, had two first take, uh, you know, clips on Tuesday night after they beat the Celtics makes sense. Right. But then again, la today, it were on Thursday, it was the Bucks Celtics, you know, who wants home court more. Stephen A is extremely critical of the box and saying, Oh, just using last year as an example. And like, Chris Middleton's not playing. Chris Middleton needs to show up. And it's also, it's like, dude, like, can you watch a little bit of ball? Like, can you just watch the box once and see like, yeah, Chris Middleton isn't playing a full 30 or 35 minutes, but the guy is really, you know, contributing in those 25 minutes. So Mm -hmm. I, I, I just think that that's lost. And yeah. Him saying, "Oh, the Bucks because of Game Six, the Bucks are going to need it," and it's. I just, I don't know. I don't agree with it. Well,
1: yeah. First of all, he doesn't watch. Second of all, um, maybe he misspoke. I don't know. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see the clip, so you know, it's possible. But for me, uh, I heard Dan Patrick today. Um, bless his heart, a couple of. Uh, he's admittedly probably lost his step the last few years, but um. He said if I was giving out grades, I'd give the Celtics an A minus and the Bucks a B plus. And I was like, what? They're they're the they're the best team in the NBA. Like that's a pretty fucking high bar. I mean, I I would think that they could be at least uh, in the A range, you know. I mean, B plus, my goodness, like the Sixers are a B plus. Um, you know, who else? Denver might be a B plus. But
0: yeah, yeah you know,
1: Bucks being a B plus is ridiculous. And uh it's just to me, I just thought that was like Yeah. What are you what are you grading them against? I mean, do we do we have to beat the Celtics at full strength? Is that what you know because a lot of the you know, the only really the only time they matched up this year at full strength, we kinda got our asses kicked. But then again, um christmas day and all the hoopla and all that and um the bucks were playing like garbage at that time by by our standards and um you know i'd really love to see a matchup. now we gotta wait until what the end of march
0: yep march Um, 30th same day as opening day should be a day um that's gonna be a fun one can't wait to see who doesn't play that game because you know why would they well yeah yeah, I think I think at this point you're gonna get every. Hopefully, you'll get everybody's best. The league didn't exactly do the Bucks a ton of favors with the schedule in the month of March. You know, they have to play the Suns on a back to back. They have the Kings the night before. They have to play the Nuggets on a back to back, and they have to play the Jazz. If you if you're curious, they also have to play the Celtics on a back to back. They play they, they play the Pacers the night before. Now you can mm-hmm. get cute with rest and things like that but those are three significant games that I think everybody wants to watch on the book schedule and the NBA is fucking them with back to backs. Yeah.
1: Wild, right? Well, um, it's,
0: and, and, it, and there's no conspiracy in that. It's just the league should know better. Like uh, the league should know like, all right, Denver, Phoenix, and Boston are all good teams. Like make sure that everybody has ample rest. So it can kind of be mano-a-mano. Like, that's the nice thing about Bucks Sixers on Saturday is, yeah, it'll be the Sixers' third game in four days, but it, it's still going to be a team with both teams had a night of rest, and they'll get you'll get everybody's best on Saturday night. And I know the league has tried to avoid back-to-backs heading into those Saturday primetime games, so everybody plays, and I'm sure that'll be the same case when the Bucks play the Warriors the following week. But it's, yeah, it's you, we want to see everybody at their best.
1: Yeah, and I think part of it too is the reason I say that with, with, the Boston game at the end of March is like, I still think in the back of my head that some of these teams they they will rest guys against good teams because they don't want to they don't want to show anything so to speak. Yeah, they don't want it, it's a it's a it's a competitive advantage for the playoffs. Like, and you know, I guess I don't know, not necessarily X's and O's, but like, if you're Boston you nearly beat the bucks with your, with your, with your bench. And, you know, now you, you're still very confident, even though you lost the game, you think, Oh, well, you know, we're going to, we're going to have, we'll have our, all four of our starters back. And, um, you know, it, it shouldn't even, it, it'll be a much easier game for us. And I just think stuff like that, like teams want to do that. I don't know. I could be wrong, but that's been something that I, a theory of mine in the back of my head when it comes to like, Resting these guys especially down the stretch when you have when you have two good teams going it sucks don't get me wrong but I think you saw it last year too I remember the Bucks and Celtics were playing played each other late in the season and like nobody played
0: yeah Yeah, Boston Boston yeah Boston rested a bunch of guys uh I think part of it too is with just and this is just the Bucks alone they don't want to get banged up by Giannis like they do not want they do not want to deal with Giannis for a 40, 40 minute game. Like that's, that's not what they want to deal with on a, on a regular basis. And I think Giannis is the last guy that they really, they really want to put up with on, you know, for that full, full game. They'd rather deal with anybody else because it's just a bitch to play him. He's an absolute tank and they don't, they just don't want it.
1: Yeah, it's possible. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to, they got to preserve their uh, bumps and bruises for the playoffs, right? Like, right. you know, I'm sorry they're soft. I mean, yeah, no. However, I mean, here, here, here's the other thing Grant Williams didn't play at all on uh, on Wednesday night. And I saw some stuff on Twitter from some Celtics people, like wondering, you know, is this the end for him and the rotation and stuff? And it's like, I fucking guarantee you that motherfucker will be starting against the Bucks. I don't give a shit if he doesn't play one more minute the rest of the season. They'll ha- they'll have his ass starting in there.
0: Yeah, they'll um, they'll fig- they'll figure out a way. And I guess to pivot back to the the respect angle, like where do you feel like there's a pathway for them to gain more attention, for them to gain more momentum? I feel like having back to back ABC games is you know you're probably a block on Monday for first take. Right. Stephen A is not talking about what happened in college basketball this weekend, unless something absolutely absurd took place. But even then, I think you're still he's still talking about the NBA game and likely the I know I think that Suns Mavs on ABC that Sunday. So maybe yep. that gets priority. But, you know, yeah, I, that,
1: that definitely will. I mean, that'll get that'll bury Saturday night's game because right. it's, it's Katie and Kyrie. I yeah. mean, it's just, you know, I don't know there's the only way i mean the only way, yeah you know i don't even want to say it but no you know, it, if, the, if, if, the
0: there's, if there's if there's if there's some
1: sort of no well no if there's any type of drama if there's an injury um is what i didn't want to say yeah cuz that's or, what that's what would you know something sure. that would affect either of those either of the teams saturday night you know long term outlook um that's that's where that would certainly take take precedent um and certainly hope that doesn't happen so i don't know i mean if if the bucks if obviously if everyone plays for both teams or for the most part bucks get a win on saturday night take it to 17 uh, i mean that'll help you know i mean the phoenix game was 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 good that was a, a fun game i feel like a lot of people should have been watching that game you know no more football and stuff and um I don't know. It just it just feels like they're, you know, not necessarily disrespected. It's just ignored. It just yeah. largely, largely we're we're at how many how many wins? Memphis had a long winning streak.
0: I think mean, they had eleven. Year. Yeah, that's the longest winning streak of the season. Uh They overtook Brooklyn's winning streak, and yeah, there's just yeah, Brooklyn too. There is just not a, enough attention being paid to it because there's well, other that, stuff. That's to fall that's now. the only
1: thing now that I remember. Dan Patrick, he go I, before the 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 grade comment, he goes, it, it, you know, the Bucks had the winning streak was fifth or sixth on the, on the headlines, you know, for the NBA that, that he kind of rattled off and he, he's like, Oh, the Bucks have won 16 straight. Does anybody care? And I just, is like,
0: like, what does that mean? You know? <laughs> like, Right. It, I, well, I think it goes back to your point about, they have no drama. It, it doesn't really do anything. for And, them. and that's like, probably what he meant. It's, right? it's like, like, great. It's like, great. They won 16 straight. But I I do think that you look well, at the juxt- just, it, you look at the just sorry to cut in but like you look at the juxtaposition of that to what TNT said tonight with uh, Chuck and Kenny and Kenny's like the Bucks are the deepest team in the league they're the deepest team in the East yeah. they're the favorite and then Chuck says they're the best team in the NBA like mm-hmm. and those guys like I hate to use the cliche term no ball but like that's what that is the a one what everybody copies, what everybody uses in the ESPN, TNT world, maybe not a Dan Patrick, maybe not, you know, some of the losers online like that Matt Moore dude. Um, But like the, the Jay Williams, the the Perkins, all those dudes look to what Chuck and Kenny are doing. And so I, it wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden, after they said that, okay, now, now we can endorse the Bucs because kind of the godfathers of, of basketball analysts have, also endorse the box
1: yeah that's a fair point i mean that that's that's you know you're right i mean chuck kind of laid the hammer and uh dropped the gavel on it and said that's it uh and, and maybe that's and he's typically not reactionary too you know what i mean like he's a very right. very level-headed and certainly you know knows ball like you said what i was going to say about um when i tried to interrupt you there which i apologize for but ah, it's okay. um, Is that it just kind of goes back to how like we're we're sort of trained and the media has now gotten into this where nobody cares about the regular season and it's all about playoffs and championships and so on and so forth and you know, the Bucs could probably win 30 in a row and it they could win the rest of their games and that's just like I mean, I don't know would
0: anybody really care? I think if they got to twenty, I think you really it's like an every it should be an every night topic. At that point, if you get to 20, it's like previewing the next game. Remember when LeBron had 25 straight? That was like a big fucking deal. With the heat, though. That, yes, that was the yes, heat yes, up, right? Yes, so, that was the heat, right? Right. It was in the early I mean, days
1: of, of social media and Twitter. Early, yeah,
0: early days of Skip Bayless, all that other bullshit. But that was a trending topic every day. That was talked about every day. The Bulls, when they beat that team, they gave a shit. That was a playoff game. That was a great game. I think that was on TNT, um, and it was like back and forth, extremely like competitive. And I think you'd get that for the Bucks if it got if it got close to twenty. Like you'd start seeing some mm-hmm. real shit from these people from these teams. Which, and I wonder if
1: like you'll see that from the Sixers on Saturday.
0: Like, oh yeah, they, yeah. The Sixers they, will get are up. Are they going to take
1: it personally? I mean that. Yeah. You know, or do do teams do that anymore? Because in twenty eleven, they you know they might have. I, I don't really particularly remember that vividly like you do. Um, I do remember them having a long winning streak once they. And that might have been twenty ten actually. I'll look it up a, after they, because that was because if I remember right, their first season together. Yeah, yeah first season they struggled was a, a little bit. People well, wanted to no they, fire. they struggled a bit for the first half of the season or so, and then they fucking got hot.
0: Right, and made, people made wanted Spolstra fired, though. I mean, that was a wild. Well, yeah, day. yeah, I remember there, that. There might, there might be a Chuck's Corner blog that has. Uh, should the Heat fire Eric Spolstra? I don't know. You'd have to, you'd have to look for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
1: Uh, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, if, if Philly comes out and it's a it's a dog fight, and which I hope it is. I mean, I feel like there's only so many games in the NBA, and as you as you alluded to. Um, you know, it's kind of getting real with the league now. You can tell there's some games where um the defensive intensity is a lot higher. And um, you know, the fact that guys have load managed at times this season and maybe that makes it all the more sweeter down the stretch. Right. And um I think that's where we're headed. Philly, by yeah. the way, is coming coming back on Dallas. It's happening. Oh, here.
0: I'm shocked that Dallas, uh, Kyrie and Luca can't hold the lead. That that does that shocks me. Mm-hmm. Um and, but to clean up the heat thing it was 2012 2013 season they lose to Indiana on a Friday the 1st of February they went out for the rest of February and then they do not lose until March 27th at Chicago so wow. basically two two months two months yeah yeah, yeah. two months that is well yeah Jerry Bucks are at about 6 weeks. Yeah, we're in 6 weeks. January 21st was the last loss for the Bucks. Uh yeah, the Sixers game should be a lot of fun. I'm very excited for that. I think that crowd is going to be off the hinges. Uh yeah. you know, it should be a decent day in Milwaukee. I doubt there will be a ton of Bucks Shamrock Shuffle crossover, but I still think you're going to get a lot of people out and about in the city. Um you'll also have the Marquette, the Marquette game beforehand. Game. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be off the off the roof. It could be a, a little bit of an unhinged crowd early and often uh, at the Pfizer Forum, which is great, and that adds to the it adds the fuel to to uh, the the matchup and the rivalry. It's very nice that we have two days off before that too.
1: Yep. Um, yeah. Two. I, two I was kind perfect. of thinking they they played Friday for a while, and
0: then I was like, oh yeah, we have the big game Saturday. So yep, there's no way. Yep. So. Two is nice. Three is a little bit like the Bucks always seem to be rusty with the three-game stretch, but two is nice.
1: Yeah, I any, feel like we've rarely had two days off. It's right. always
0: either been like one day back to back or like a right. three-day layover. So any uh, any quick Goran Dragic thoughts? Uh, oh, yeah. Adrian Wojnarowski well, reported that Dragic the Bucks are the front runners for uh, Goran Dragic.
1: It's not official as of as of the taping no, of this podcast, right? However, just front runners, you know. just front
0: runners, and the Bucks tried Woj, to
1: get. Oh god, Woj is r- rarely wrong, right? So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't didn't really like Jay Crowder, and you know, I'm I'm being proven wrong, I think. Um, but also, I definitely don't like Goran Dragic, you know, but. If he helps us win, he helps us win. Uh, he I'll did. give him.
0: He yeah, I'll he, give him a he, chance for sure. He did. He did say, and uh, the when the Euros were going on, when Gilbert Arenas said all that shit about Giannis, I'm gonna try to do my best Goran Dragic impression. He's like, Giannis is an MVP. Gilbert Arenas, for as long as I know, is not Giannis is a champion? He's an MVP. Giannis can do whatever he wants, basically. So if Goran's saying that, he's okay with me. I'll take that.
1: Okay, I mean. That's true. He gave me honest his flowers.
0: That's right. fine. And um, and yeah. he's he's another, like, the Bucks are filled with motherfuckers. Like, that's another guy that will get in somebody's face. He might be washed up. And I did agree with Ben Thompson's take. Like, don't give Bud a wash-up guy to play over guys who deserve minutes. Like, <laughs> that is scary. <laughs> like, that's you know, yeah. I don't want him taking too many of Javon Carter's minutes, but if you just bring him in to settle down settle down the second unit, you know, kind of be, you know, make the offense go and you still have Javon out there. Like I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, give Drew some breather. You know, the bucks don't really have another point guard on the roster right now.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if, if shit goes sideways in a series with Javon Carter, I guess you'd have somebody else. I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, I don't have other names of point guards off the top of my head in front of me that, that you could potentially bring in, but of the available ones, Drogic probably has to be. It would have been either him or Pat Beverly. I mean, yeah. if you ask me. So. Right.
0: right. Yeah. And and so yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting, and yeah, good good little thing. But yeah, can't wait for Buck Sixers, and then uh, we'll see if the Bucks start getting a little more respect and start getting start getting some energy around uh, and, and not ignored and come out of the shadows a little bit. Moving to the world of college basketball, I mentioned Marquette. They're in action on Saturday against St. John's. There is no, there's no real thing to play for. It's a really weird game. I'm kind of worried about it. I've been told that it's, you know, the juice in there will be enough. Uh, I hope so. But there, you know, there's literally nothing. There's nothing to play for either side. St. John's is locked into their seed. They're going to play Butler. The winner of that game will play Marquette. Um, so I don't know what we'll hmm. like. expect. You, you will be in the building. You and I both go on yeah. with our buddy Fant. Uh so it'll be your first uh Marquette experience for the year. Um yeah, but yeah, a few years. And now they're they're getting a lot of buzz. There's a lot of hype after winning the big east outright. Shock hmm. smart was on with Jim Rome yesterday. Uh, you know, Bill Simmons in his podcast, uh Tate Frazier mentioned Marquette as a sleeper team to win the national championship at 26 to one. I think he said he liked them to win it. Yeah. He liked them. You're right. He said he liked them. You're right. Uh, to clean that don't, up. Don't, and... uh,
1: don't, don't, don't do that. I mean, that's what <laughs> he said. He said, I'm pretty sure he said, cause that was the first question was who do you play on this in this weird year of college basketball?
0: Who do you like? And it, he was like, I like Marquette. Well, no, it was like, who do you like? That's like, not, not part of like Houston, Purdue. Uh, okay. You know, so like that, the sleeper, kind of the sleeperish teams. I, and you said to me uh, in a chat, you're like, Marquette is going to, you're, or Marquette, Marquette being the sexy, being the sexy team pick yeah. is going to drive you down the thing. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. And this is how <laughs> we the podcast topic has started because I, I just things that are like annoying and things that you hate about Mark Madison. Mark Madison is a great time of year, but there mm. are things that, can really ruin your March Madness, and one of them is being the sexy team. Because my God, that is like the kiss of death. When everybody mm-hmm. is on you, when you become this chalky pick, when people are at they, i don't even know if people go to water coolers anymore because after people working from home, but it's like, oh, you know what? I kind of like Marquette, three seed. Like you know, get do something a little different. You know, I got a couple ones, got to have the ones, but Marquette's under the radar to me. That's going to drive me fucking bananas. I know it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think part of the reason that I that I texted that was we were uh, <clears throat> hanging out last weekend, and, you know, there were just a couple of, you know, questions you had or whatever. We were talking, you were, you know, thoughts were coming out of your out of your mouth about Marquette and it just reminded me of like, you know, just, I guess I just realized how excited this team has gotten you. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of know, like, there's this like nervous energy and it's just funny. And then like, when you hear someone like that, who I know that, you know, you respect Tate Frazier and I'm not really too familiar with the guy, but he's um, a huge
0: Giannis guy. Yeah. He's a big Giannis guy too. So that's, more reason you should be on the Tate Fraser bandwagon You'll That's spend, right. spreading the honest gospel. Yeah. I'm just, I'm
1: indifferent. I mean, I, I, at this point, but I, uh, yeah. So then when I heard him say that, I was like, man, just with I knowing, knowing where your mental state is with Marquette, like they're obviously good. Um, and it like for the first time in a while where they're like legit. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is probably one
0: of the best teams they've had maybe in our lives. I mean, yeah, no Pretty this close. is yeah they've kind of defied even the expectations of some of the buzz williams teams and it's probably and even that Tom Crean Dwayne Wade Travis Diener team that team was special but you played in conference usa and conference usa was different it was good like you had Cincinnati you had Memphis mm-hmm. you had DePaul. Louisville uh DePaul was better <laughs> than what they are today um it still was not I, I mean, I have a bad memory on 2003. That's such a long time ago. But yeah. it, it, it feels like there was maybe less attention because there just wasn't podcasts. There wasn't, you know, you couldn't watch every game on TV. So that's, I think, the the difference of this in 2003. And the Big East was such a gauntlet when, with the Buzz Williams years, that you could argue the 2013, even though I think it's some teams had left by then, like that was really impressive to have a share in that it with how good the Big East was back in the early twenty tens. But yeah, remember this team- the days
1: where you could not watch every game in the tournament? I mean, I yeah. kinda miss it in a way. I mean, that was fun. Um, I like having the option, but there was something cool about just them cutting into games and shit. That was Yeah. Yeah. That was just, just there was something just I don't know, magical, I guess was probably the word, but
0: yeah, maybe it's because
1: I'm I'm waxing nostalgic, but it's like
0: – friend of the program, Eric, was big on that. When they did the – when they put all the games on, he was kind of like – he was kind of like, oh, no, like, do it like it used to. I just want one game on CBS. And, and the, you get the game that you get from a regional perspective or the one that has, like, the most hype to it. Mm-hmm. And you get, like, the one buried game that was on,
1: like, on the West Coast or something during yeah. your – your little one hour break or whatever for news. Yeah. And and you'd have to like figure out a way to get that game or just like, you have to to keep checking the scores.
0: Sure. And, and that would, that would definitely be in like my like painful category of March Madness. It's just getting a shitty tip time. So like, to me, the shittiest tip times are probably right around dinner time, just because it's like, it fucks everything up. You're like, you're trying to eat. Even, even if you're at a bar, You're like trying to put in a food order, but everybody's here now because you know it's a hometown team and whatnot. Uh, I think for those who have to work that day, like any of the early early slotted games, so then you you know you kind of kind of have to put yourself in that mindset. You can't really warm yourself up to kind of what the day is, right? You're immediately (laughs) thrown right into the mix, Um, and then like the really late night game, like the nine fifty five start time. And you're already seven millers – you're not seven more than that. You're ten millers in, and you're just trying to hold on and not <laughs> and not lose track of what's going on in the game. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to say the early games,
1: there's always like a, th- a three seed that loses in the early games, I feel <laughs> it like. It does
0: feel like that. It does does feel like that, yeah. So. Uh,
1: Sorry for that tangent, but
0: No, yeah. it's okay. No, I I was going back to it because, oh, yeah, I mean, there the the times can be a real factor. Like, you just – like, for me, if I'm thinking about it, whenever the bracket's out and the times, like, that's – I always wait for the times. I'm like, all right, bracket's out. Now I just – I want to plan my day. Like, what do I want to watch? Like, what games are – do I really care about? And I'll hope that Marquette gets, like, a mid-afternoon slot or even, you know, a night slot where they – there's a little you know a little bit of attention towards them but not not a ton and i can ease my way into the day of college basketball and it's not like 11 15 and i'm like all right you know pull the bandit off we're we're in the fucking mix from the start
1: yeah nothing sucks more probably than that first game no
0: um, no yeah like it's... the first
1: game of the tournament no but and yeah. like they always have like the eight nine or something yeah they usually or, like, have a like a 7 10
0: yeah they exactly they usually which are it, coin which... flips And right now, you know, you look at some of the six seeds, you know, Kentucky and Duke are lying around there. And if they're involved in that six, that six line, that probably means Marquette will get pushed tonight because you'll have Kentucky and Duke in one of the primetime slots for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, And then you'll be terrified of, of Kentucky as a uh,
0: six seed. I mean, they just lost to Vanderbilt. So I got started getting excited about Kentucky and then they lose at home to Vanderbilt. So Vanderbilt's played, had a better year this year. Former Buck Jared Stackhouse, uh leading the coaching coaching there. But uh still it's uh it's not a great team. Other maybe things that was,
1: maybe that was for the best for you because you were you were starting <laughs> to fall in love with Kentucky, weren't you? Yeah.
0: It was a good way to pull me back in. Another uh another thing that can be annoying is obviously the bubble. Uh the badgers aren't playing right now. Uh, we don't know the results of uh Purdue, Wisconsin uh before we finished. But being on the bubble is exhilarating in a weird way, but it's extremely stressful because they're hanging on everything. You can't lose to teams like Minnesota, like Rutgers did tonight. Uh, You can't, you just can't trip on your dick at all. There's no room for error. And you basically have to sweat it out until, until Sunday. And you're refreshing all these different brackets. You're like, are we in? Are we out? You know, what's, what's going on? I think, I, I think I would say the bubble is more stressful and more annoying than being being considered a quote unquote sexy team.
1: Yeah. I mean, being on the bubble is a very, um yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it, and like, especially with a lot of the way, you know, the, the Big Ten, every, seems like every team is 10 and eight in the conference. Right. And, you know, right. Every single game, at least the sexy pick, you're, you're in comfortably in. And now like Marquette has the unfortunate situation of, They've kind of been able to coast, I suppose, the last couple of games. And um, because there's still another one after.
0: No, St. John's, St. John's, the last one. Then then it's, they'll play either St. John's or Butler in the Big East tournament in Madison Square Garden, which has not been a, they've been been pretty, right? So they've been, they've been, right, exactly. You know,
1: no, no Big East tournament champion, but that's skewed because they've only been in the conference for what, 15 years, 20 years, something
0: like that. Right. And,
1: um, but they, they've been able to kind of lock it up and now it's just a week or two of um, conjecture and, and discussion, you know, which has obviously kind of led to our discussion, but um, you're right. It's just when you, when you're on the bubble, it's just head down, you're, you're blocking out the noise. And um, so that, that, that probably would, well, I don't know. If I had to pick, man, what would I rather be? Probably the sexy pick. It's just, yeah. I guess it's, I it, guess it's the... like, it's like, it's like saying that a two goal lead is the worst lead in hockey. It's like,
0: right. Yeah.
1: But you'd rather have the lead than
0: not. Right. Right. Just because you're a sexy pick doesn't mean that you're going to lose. Like it's just, there is a, a feeling that maybe everybody's too high. The public fade, the public, which is very popular nowadays since everybody everybody yeah. pretends to, like, have sports gambling takes. You know, yeah. it's like, that's that's like a, a thing. But the yeah. other part of that, like, you know, sometimes sexy picks work out. And my, one of my other things that's painful about March is a bad draw. Like, you could just get the group of death. Like, you could just get a really spunky mid-major team. Marquette yeah. had that happen to them a couple of years ago when yeah. they got John Morant. Everybody yeah. was picking. Everybody was picking Murray State. And I heard some people who were like, Well, Murray State's too sexy of a team. It's the sexy 12-5. Guess what? They kicked they, our ass.
1: Yeah, blew the fucking doors off. them of, of yeah, It
0: was not even
1: yeah. close. And that like and, that's a that's an example of like a shitty draw. My, where like we're like John Morant was just like somehow the best player in the court, like by miles.
0: Oh yeah. And it was it was his showcase game because it was. he had not he they had been on a few games on ESPN, but nothing really. And this was his moment to kind of welcome himself to the league and let welcome himself to, you know, being one of the best in the, in college. And now he just beats up on finish line kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, that is a good point though, about Jaws that it was like, that was like, Oh, everybody wanted, you know, the, here's this guy. That's yeah. supposed to be a top five pick or top three pick. And he's really good, but he plays at a, you know, a, a mid-major and it's kind of weird. Nobody's ever seen him really on a national stage and he fucking basically locked in his draft status right there that day. And at the, at the hands of the Marquette golden Eagles, which yep. um, couldn't have asked for a worse situation there probably. Right. So and I think hopefully sure. it works out better this time.
0: Yeah. And it, we'll see. And we'll just see where it goes. And I did have a dream like three, a couple of days ago, like actual dream, that Marquette was a one seed, so and I don't. Mm-hmm. That's extremely like I, I don't. Wouldn't say it's off the table, but it, it it would take a lot of shit to happen for that to that to occur. But I I if it does happen, I just want to say my brain invented that first before before it even happened.
1: Dreamed it, then real life did.
0: Yeah, man I mean, it, it, it. I think is what the people on TikTok would say. It would probably take
1: a Wisconsin win over Purdue tonight. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, actually, yeah. Both both have both Purdue and Wisconsin beat uh, Marquette this year, which is a a rare thing to say.
1: Yeah, and then obviously Marquette would have to win the Big East Tourney, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, they'd have to win the whole thing. They'd have to go through, you know, take your pick: Providence, then Creighton, or uh, or like Connecticut. I don't know who will end up being the four or 5 five. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, I mean that might do, well.
1: I don't know. If, Houston, if Alabama, win- Kansas, UCLA is a pretty solid, solid right. bet for
0: yeah. Your number yeah, ones. You would need you would need Houston to lose early and, may, and maybe create some doubt. You may need you. I'm trying to think what else you might need. I don't know. It's 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 likely too complicated for the to go committee it. for the committee to finally punish Alabama. Yeah, like- we'll see. We'll see what they do. I would not. It would not surprise me. And I know we'll have a podcast next week. you're not getting
1: a one seed because you've mishandled the situation. No, no.
0: That's that's not it. I think I would not be surprised if they're the group of death. If they, like, put every hard opponent in their way because there is no way the NCAA wants Alabama in the Final Four. (laughs) Huge fan base would draw tickets. Good, you know, Houston to Alabama, pretty easy to get to, right? But the amount of talk, they would not want that to be the focus of the final four.
1: Yeah, and who knows? I mean, that's a long way. I oh, mean, yeah. well, that's a month from now, I guess. Um, right, but
0: no, they're easily the they're easily the most hated team, though. I think everyone's cheering against Alabama this this coming March, which you needed somebody after Duke after Coach K is not there anymore. Alabama's filling that void.
1: Yeah. And real quick on that, it's it's just interesting to see kind of the difference between college sports and pro sports. Um, you know, I think if this was a pro, pro sports situation, Brandon Miller is probably certainly not playing. No. And, you know, it's just interesting to me that, like, here's Alabama, you know, probably a conservative, you know, fan base. Right. And – they're just sort of cruising along. Um, do you think do despite you think he... all the discussion about how it's, it's shameful and, you know, Nate Oaks oh. is and it, how, how they're playing or how they are playing Brandon Miller, despite the stuff. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe so... not the instant reaction of everything is over. Maybe it's kind of like, well, he's technically hasn't broken the law. It's just, it's obviously right. horrible
0: optics. Do, do you think, um, do you think that if this was Alabama football, do you think Bra- if Brandon Miller was like a star wide receiver, top 10 pick projected? Do you think he's playing for Alabama football right now? Probably, probably not. I don't think so. I think, think Alabama is, yeah, yeah, exactly. I completely it's, agree.
1: It's, a, it's apples to oranges. So it, it, I mean, like, it's because you can, Alabama football could pull another five-star receiver off the bench yeah. and, and whatever. This is different. I mean, it's basketball where one player makes such a difference yep. and it's just interesting in the age of cancel culture, just how yeah. Alabama just keeps throwing them out there. Yeah. It's, they don't, they don't care. Mean,
0: and he drops 41 fucking day later, which was incredible. Like, and you don't know really what to say. Like Kevin O'Connor got like canceled for it. And it's like, I mean, KLC's just doing his job. Like he's like, of course he's gonna point out he looked great. I like, I don't disagree. He was awesome, man. Like that's <laughs> you you can't not not acknowledge that. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. But we'll have to see. It should be should be fun. Storylines aplenty, and we'll uh, we'll see what Marquette does uh, to on Saturday. Hopefully, I put on a show for you, and then uh, in the Big East tournament, try to cure some of the Madison Square Garden House of Horrors. Moving on to more houses of horrors uh, with Aaron Rodgers. He, I don't know if he saw horrors in the uh, in the darkness. He came out, talked to Auburn Marcus, that cook, um, and basically was like, "Yeah, if you don't like it, tune out." I've talked. I've decided both. You know, I'm thinking about both different things. Like, mm-hmm. not. I don't think a ton was gathered from that. Maybe him being a little upset that he was a game manager was. I think the only like headline there that there was some frustration early on with him uh, and Matt Lafleur, But other than that, I, <laughs> I looked, I, well, yeah, I, I looked at it and I was like, all right, I I'm at this. I point. know. I'm just thinking about like,
1: he, he, he was, yeah. I mean, I could see that he was upset with his, with his own play and um in the situation probably. And he called himself a game manager. That's awesome.
0: And, and he, and he saw himself, he also saw, what else was he saying? He's, he like, he still thinks he has some game left in him and everything like that. And so, yeah, there'll be a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, which doesn't surprise me. I, I really do think that Rodgers will have a good season next year. Whoever he's playing for doesn't matter. But as we get closer to this decision, I, I still don't think we know exactly what's happening. Like, I, I really feel like, no. This thing can go either way. Like, I feel like it's a presidential election and we're staying up to one or two o'clock to get the votes counted because we don't know how this thing's going to break there. I I thought like Brian Gutekus seemed to be operating with two plants uh, when he was talking at the combine. It seemed like yeah. he was like, I want to hype up Jordan Love, but I also don't want to close the door on Aaron Rodgers. It was very bizarre, in my opinion. Um, It was, it was
1: much different than last year. I'll say that like around the same time where, where Goody was in the Packers side, you know, representing the Packers side, Goody was saying a lot more of like, we'd love to have him back. Um, You know, that is the expectation that, that type of stuff. And, you know, when you heard him this week, it was like a lot more like I could kind of care less, you know, or not care less, but you know, we're prepared for both situations and you know I think probably deep down Gutekunst is probably ready to be done with it and probably. um Mark Murphy might not be but yeah, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think i on the a, business side
0: I did a whole thing on that on the TikTok Tavern the keg sports a few weeks ago like I think Mark Murphy is the reason why Aaron Rodgers is still around mm-hmm. I think if you you know had a drink with Goody or had a drink with LaFleur they'd be like yeah we're ready for Jordan Love Mark Murphy just won't let us won't let us do it because he doesn't want to tie his legacy. The start of it was the, all the far bullshit and the end of it is the Rogers bullshit. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want to have that, you know, be on his legacy. And I think a lot of this is getting, well, you'll, someone will write that story. I don't know who it'll be, but someone will write that story that Mark Murphy is more involved than, than we've been led to believe.
1: And it feels to me like Mark Murphy would be more scared of, a future without you know maybe maybe is a little more reluctant to to move on than LaFleur and Gudekins just because not that there's you know a divide got you know there would never be a divide in the sports franchises no thinking but you know people are human and you know Mark Murphy's job is to make the organization money and you know let's say they trade Aaron Rodgers Jordan Love comes out, and he's awful, and they win six games or five games or or less, God forbid, and who knows what that does. Now, the Packers have season tickets uh, sold out for, um, you know, yeah, for the rest of our lives, and regardless, no matter what they do, they'll always be kings, and, you know, so that's what I would say to Mark Murphy is, who gives a fuck? I mean, people are going to come to the game regardless. I think. As we've talked about in the past, you know, I think that a majority of Packer fans, whether you think it's 51% or 80%, somewhere in there, are done with Aaron Rodgers. So just pull the plug.
0: Yeah, and I think that some people, it's kind of a be careful what you wish for, I've been saying that for a while now, where I think people are done, but I don't think you will realize like... When Stephen A. is talking about how the Jets or the Panthers or the Raiders are Super Bowl contenders now and how Rodgers will be prominently featured on NBC or on Sunday Night Football, 325 games, Monday night, Amazon, you're going to see a lot of Aaron Rodgers, more so than you did with Brett Favre, because in 2008, you know, they weren't the same media conglomerate that they are today. And, like, I'm just – I'm thinking about that stuff. Like, I just – that's how I my brain works is I can't just be like, hey, yeah, we're done with it. Like, I just understand that it's going to be a lot more painful than I think people people are are letting themselves believe, especially if the Packers struggle. Packers get off to a slow start and they – and Rodgers is red hot with his new team. It's going to be hell, man. It's not going to – it's not going to be good.
1: <laughs> uh Do you disagree? I don't don't know if I agree with that just because, you know, you've said, I've said, I'm, I'm good with either one. Um, There's a lot of people who hate Rogers who want him gone. I don't know. I just feel like there's a very small portion of the fan base. That's that just loves Rogers and would be, would really have a hard time with um, him having success. Of course, you're going to watch the games if he goes to another team, I mean, you'd you'd rather he struggles for another team, but I, I don't know. I just, I mean, everybody's got to be mad about something. So You're right no, who am that, I to say, that but... is
0: that is very true. That is very true. Everyone everyone finds their thing their thing to be mad at, and that that that, that is accurate. You uh, you are that's a right. point. There would you be can't... some hip, there would be some hypocrites out there. That oh, would... totally, totally, and and I think. I think a lot of it where it goes back to is I, I am fine with either side. I just, I, there's a lot that you're going to have to deal with as like, if you're consuming this shit all the time, like we do, you're just going to, you're going to put up with a lot is all, it was really all I'm saying. And the Panther stuff is not surprising, right? Carolina wants to make a splash. They have a newish owner. Mm-hmm. The Packers have been pretty set on not trading Rogers to an NFC team. Uh, but if Carolina comes through Carolina says, really
1: scare you?
0: Uh, no, uh their defense is good. I mean, they they're they're a good... de- they're an okay organization. They're not They they uh, their defense is good. DJ Moore is a solid wide receiver. Um they can dra- probably will draft a running back this this uh coming coming draft. It, I I don't I wouldn't say they they scare me, but they got Roger. I I I have said I said before I on some podcast that I did where I was like, I would def, I would trade, I wouldn't have a problem trading Rogers the MC because it's likely that's a one or two year thing and then it's over. You know what I mean? But if Tepper, yeah. who is a very rich man, says, All right, we're gonna take on, we're gonna, you know, cover your dead cap. I don't know if they can even do that, but like we're gonna cover your dead cap. We're gonna also give you the first round pick in 2023 and 2024. Um yeah, you gotta gotta at least consider it, right? You gotta at least yeah. think about it. And Kurt Benkirk today said he he didn't expect Rodgers to be on the team next year, which I thought was interesting. Um, and said the Jets are the Dolphins, and the Dolphins don't have first round picks. So they're like, well, what do you do there? Well, they have a very talented safety in Javon Holland. They want to trade us Javon Holland and include a pick for next year. I I probably probably have to consider that. And and, but I don't know. We'll see about, you know, Tua and everything else in, in that regard. So, who knows? It's, I, it's, I think I was listening
1: to – it might have been – Joe Theismann was on was on some radio show I was listening to. I think that's who it was who brought up an interesting point about, do you think Rodgers really wants to learn another playbook? Yeah. I – look, I
0: I don't know. I don't think so. Like,
1: like I, the, guy, I, the guy doesn't even want to show up for OTAs for his current team. I mean, right. do you – because, like, that's, that's like, a lot of these Jets fans' argument about why they'd want Aaron Rodgers is he's going to be motivated to stick it to everybody, and it's like, okay, but, it, like, what really makes you think he's going to put in more time than he absolutely has to the, just because that's what it would have to be, but I wouldn't trust that.
0: The thing that the Jets part that's interesting, the thing the Jets fans should really hang their hat on is they do not have an offensive coach. So that code, Nathaniel and Nathaniel Hackett's our offensive coordinator. Aaron Rodgers is familiar with Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett will let Aaron Rodgers cook, let Aaron Rodgers operate the way yeah. he wants to. Frank Wright is going to want to do it his way, Carolina. Like Frank Wright has worked with, you know, talented veteran quarterbacks before, but at the end of the day, Frank Wright, it's kind of my way or the highway. Josh McDaniels is extremely that way. It, it's going to be done the Josh McDaniels way. And some of the Raiders beat writers have said, yeah, Josh, Josh would almost prefer to get someone, you know, it's his guy that knows the system. Jimmy Garoppolo has been a name that's been floated around there for the Raiders. Like it's, it's interesting that, yeah, I, maybe not that he doesn't want to do the playbook, but he doesn't want to put up with more offensive BS from a guy. He just wants to cook and do his own thing. Similar to Russell Wilson. And, but I would say that Rodgers, would have. No, I'm right. It didn't work well at all. But I was gonna say Rodgers, I think, has a better chance of it working than than old Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. I think Russell is probably overrated to begin with. Oh yeah. Um, oh god. So what a what a fucking nightmare that was.
0: Oh yeah, um, that's and it's yeah, it continues to get worse. I'd know. like to
1: say I'd like to say he can't be as bad. He he probably can't be that bad, but. I mean, you kept waiting for it to get better, and it never did last year. No, so um, I don't know, man. But
0: yeah, yeah well, you're have right. To see.
1: I mean, R- Rogers, Rogers does probably have a better chance of of you know, sort of going out on his own, if you will, flying the coop and um, and doing you know good things. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So if,
1: if you're if you're the Jets, I, I don't know. I don't know what team Rogers goes to. And makes them the instant like Super Bowl favorite, like some people are saying.
0: No, it, it it would be like the Durant thing, where all the odds would get like the Jets would get pounded to win the Super Bowl, and right. all of a sudden the Jets would be near the top of the AFC favorites to win the Super Bowl, which is ridiculous in theory because you have the Bills in their own vision, you hmm. have the Chiefs, you have the, the Bengals, Dolphins. like the. Yeah, if two is all right and healthy. You have to think the Dolphins are, are gonna be right there too. Like Chargers are
1: gonna be fucking good, mark
0: my yeah, words. Yeah, everyone'll oh I mean everyone you I mean you're this every offseason everybody thinks the Chargers are gonna be good. Like that's a
1: that's an I know, annual, but I, I think that their June. offensive coordinator was a
0: was a fucking dunce. He was, yeah. That's an annual June tradition to to buy into the Chargers. You're just you're getting in a little early, which I love. The off season
1: the offseason champs every year. That's oh, that yeah. true.
0: Yeah. They should just be the offseason chargers. That should be their name. Not not LA. Uh, but yeah it's uh it should be interesting, man. I, I guess the last last thing and then we'll we'll ride out um Jordan Love, like if Rogers does come back, Rogers says I'm back, I'm fully committed, I'm in, does Jordan Love do we get the Schefter tweet that Jordan Love is Go is requesting a trade and wants to be wants to be a starter somewhere. Is that is that going to happen?
1: Oh yeah, I'd say that happens probably twenty four hours later. Yeah,
0: I hope not. Whether
1: whether it's that'll be that's a that's a drafted tweet, Charlie. <laughs> like Shefter, I mean, that, Shefter already has
0: it. Shefter already oh, has it ready to go. He uh, the agent has already sent it. Like he's like, look, if twelve comes back. Well, that motherfucker is uh that Jordan Love is going to going to request the trade. Yeah, and
1: he he probably has reported it already. I'm sure he has. There was but some talk. They'll, they'll I don't know just
0: who, someone reported they'll just
1: it. he'll just re- retweet it out again from the drafts, and so it can be a block on the on the night of the draft.
0: Right, and yeah, we'll see, and then that creates a very interesting situation. The only thing with Love is the Packers are like, look, man. We'll pay your $20 million for next year. We'll eat that contract. Will we have your rights for two more years? Like that's that's a, you know, they have two more years, I believe, left with Jordan Love, with the franchise tag and everything else. Packers do not have to give in to Love's demands. Now, does it look bad from a player empowerment perspective? Sure. But could the Packers just say, nah, if you don't want to play this year, fine, Go go hang out, go do something, work out on your own. But we still have your rights, and we, you know, plan for you to be our quarterback. Yeah, so yeah. They, I mean,
1: you're right. You know, we say that stuff, but it rarely happens that way.
0: No, I know, I know. They, you, because you, some team comes through and is like, "We'll offer you a first round pick or a second round pick for this guy," and you're like, "He's done, sold, he's gone." We're, yeah. we'll, you know, and the draft, and the other thing too on that is, the draft next year is loaded with quarterbacks. So even if you're good next year can probably get a quarterback in the draft and he'll be good. And you can kind of reset the counter and then you can basically work off a rookie contract for the next quarterback of the Green Bay Packers.
1: I think, yeah, if you get offered a first for Jordan
0: Love, you, Oh yeah. You got to you
1: help. You help him pack. Yep. And probably even a second round pick. Man,
0: yeah. I think for a sec, I think for you get like two seconds or like a second and a conditional second where it's like certain things have to qualify for you to get to that next that next second, uh, which conditional picks I think are more popular in the NFL than they've been, they've been in the last few years. So yeah, it's, it'll be interesting, man. It's it's going to get wild. Last last NCAA tournament, Devontae got traded. I really hope Rogers doesn't either. Like that's the last thing I want is to be knee deep in a Marquette game and then I have a Rogers trade that I got to react to on social and I got to be worried about that shit. <laughs> yeah, so, that was that was crazy. That's more selfish, selfish on my behalf. Uh, all right, rapid fire before we go, it looks like UWF advancing to the horizon league semis. They were up a pretty significant amount on right state. So that's good. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get three Wisconsin teams in the, in the tournament. Uh, that that's exciting. Uh, and, uh, Detroit is have Detroit was having, so having their way with Youngstown who is the top seed in the, uh, horizon league. So, the the window the door my oh Youngstown came back to beat Detroit seventy one to sixty six so it, it, the Penguins are alive still but a scare uh, from the Titans we watched in person.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, Detroit isn't very great, but um, they do have the leading score in the country, right? So
0: yeah, I don't know if he broke. Did he? He had needed twenty six points to break Pete Maravich's record. Antoine Davis ended a three-point short of Pete Maravich's NCAA record. Wow. That's crazy. It's almost done. like Pete Maravich did not want a guy who's fucking 24 to break his record. That's some god shit right there. That's some, <laughs> that's some basketball gods not wanting some guy who's been there for six fucking years just jacking because his daddy's that coach. You gotta love that. That's that's some basketball karma right there. Yeah, exactly. He's he probably has some another COVID year in him though. You never know. Yeah,
1: I don't know anymore. Like and that he, Jordan McCabe dude that we that we brought yeah, up in our yeah. Our I get, like that motherfucker. I think is legitimately twenty five.
0: He might be, but you know, dude's doing well for himself if you pay attention to his TikTok.
1: Yeah, I did uh-huh. not see it, but um, I said that
0: it. I said that through. Ah, you should watch it. You. He's he's doing well with the Vegas women. Let's just put it that one. Well. Um and then uh last so year See, that
1: goes and he's playing in Belize next year. <laughs>
0: uh any uh any no spring fans. training any spring training takes so far? Christian has come back you ready?
1: I have not. I couldn't tell you one one score. I know they lost two in a split squad. Uh Yeah, that was weekend, ugly. Didn't they? Yeah,
0: but like that nobody maybe? nobody pitched. I I mean, I don't take any results seriously. It's like I just look at who's playing well. Really, what it all there is is the outfielders have looked good, and we're not. Tyrone Taylor is not going to be ready for opening day, which is an issue. Uh, hmm. But you know, you have excited
1: hit, for the pitch clock, honestly?
0: No, it's yeah, I am too. Uh, I'm really. I was talking about that on yesterday's pod. I, I'm really looking forward to they're, they're having that. Out, they're cutting out thirty minutes of not of nothing. Out of yeah, baseball I, haven't, games. I haven't asked my dad about it yet because you know he's a huge Brewer fan. I haven't asked him how he feels, uh, but. Does suck that you kind of can't just have the game on as background noise. Like you have to pay attention a little bit more, but it's it ultimately a good thing. Yeah, it's it's time. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Um, and yeah, Sal Freelick tearing the cover off the ball. I think he's hitting like five seventy one to start spring training. So Sal, that that would be the next way to piss off the Brewer fan base. Tyron Taylor hurt, and Sal Freelick, Obviously, I think you have to keep him down until May. For some of the like arbitration shit, mm-hmm. um, and they they just say, all right, we're gonna keep selling the miners and not bring them up. That would be it, that's the that's the next hit in how do the Brewers piss off the fan base edition. Yeah.
1: And Gary Mitchell had a couple home runs. I don't know if he's done anything. Yeah. No, he's then, playing.
0: But... He's playing really well. Yeah, he's been playing. He's off to a really good start for spring training too. So yeah, no. there's some there's some there's some things like Burns looking all right. Like Devin Williams is gonna be playing in the World Baseball Classic as well as. Few other our guys, so yeah, it's exciting stuff, man. Well, I'm sure we'll get into more baseball as we uh, as we get closer to uh, to baseball begin. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, last last thing, go see our guy shake kind if go see our guy shake on at Whitetail or Trinity uh, if you are doing the uh, shuffle this coming Saturday. Ooh. It's gonna be a battle out there. <laughs> yeah, space paint like part out there. It's gonna be gonna be nuts. All right. Take care, guys. Have yourself a great Friday, back Monday. Talk to Buck Sixers, talk Marquette, and anything else. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace.